y'all. I want to thank everybody. And I could keep going, but for the sake of time and because came from work, man, dude, I am just so stoked for everybody. Uh, episode 10, the X episode. It was going to be something else, but you know what? It's all good. It's all gravy. And I hope y'all enjoy y'all's night because I have no intention to stop. Nah, I got no intention. Peace, love, unity. The next one, stay tuned for the 11 coming up next month in October. Mind Over Beats, the Beatnik, your host, a.k.a. out. At the time, he met Rita Wilson and broke up with his wife. Rita Wilson is a second wife? Yeah. So it's Colin Hanks yeah. and his daughter, his yeah. first daughter, uh, was from his first wife. Really? Uh, yeah. So he was, he's been married forever. He's been married 30 he's years. He's been married forever. Him. Yeah. He, you know, he regrets the kind of the way it broken up. And his uh, first wife did pass away uh, in 02. Uh-huh. And let me get to my... Her name is uh, Samantha Lewis, and basically Hanks, you know, he, he was born in Concord. He's famously went to high school in Oakland. He went to, uh, I think, Bayline is called. He went from Massachusetts and, to California? No, no, let me say this again. He went to Concord, California. Oh, And he okay. moved to Hayward, and then he went to school in Oakland. Okay, the famous and, school. Oh, I think he went to no Hayward. He went to college in, in Hayward, uh, but that's he was he was an athletic guy and he was an outgoing guy. All my information about Tom Hanks up to eighty two I got from an episode of Biography and E Biography. Mm-hmm. They did Hello. the heavy lifting. You know what they did? They they start the show off with "Hello, it's December twenty first, nineteen ninety nine. This is Biography." Tom is hunk was <laughs> bored. <laughs> Look at his stupid hat. I know. Well, you know, he's like one of those rich. He's like, uh, I don't know. He's a great Gatsby. He's an aviator. Everyone's he's, like, I'm tired he's of this the shit. cuckoo clock, not Tom Hanks. He does go cuckoo in this movie. He does lose it. I think it's like uh, they're all insecure. But I mean, the like the writers and the sh- director and the show you know, for TV, they're like thinking, oh, he's so crazy. Let's just make, would, would this really happen in the real world? You know, a guy wearing a. It, but it's like sketch comedy. You need a shorthand. You know, you got to get the message delivered immediately so you can get the story rolling. So what okay. better way? Okay. So he's been warned off. Tom Hank has been warned not to play Dungeons and Dragons. And they need a fourth player. So I know I will put a piece of paper on the board. Yeah, well, this is old people Instagram, right? It's old people Facebook. But, but he's he's doing some new school stuff. He's sitting at a table with an eye view of it, waiting for someone to respond to his post. And he literally replies all right now. Look, I mean, boom. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? I'm, I'm just browsing the cork board. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he immediately goes up and goes, hey, Dungeons and Dragons. I, I mean, Mises and Monsters. I, I haven't noticed that... Uh, by the way, they're not dungeon masters in this movie. They're, of course, famously maze controllers. Yeah, they're the maze controllers. You know, this person just just swapped out Dungeons and Dragons mazes and monsters. You know, it, it's not, it's, 
they could have been more creative with the title yeah. and no i think it's fine i mean it, it comes across i so i did read the book and i was going to read it for the research and i just didn't get to it but i'll tell you the one part of the scene that i do remember yeah uh as you know they're going to play dungeons and dragons and they're going to take it to the next level and play it in a cavern right in the real world yeah so jj sets up he's the maze controller okay so he's going to a party he's only stepped on campus for 20 minutes and he met everybody who's played mazes and monsters <laughs> yeah and he's invited to a party and all he's going to meet are other people who played mazes and monsters remarkable excuse uh, me person who didn't play mazes and monsters can i get by yeah Par- look he's wearing sir who doesn't know he has this hat this hat stick drops about 20 oh, minutes into this yeah party. and thank goodness because it's so dumb i don't know carl maybe Come on, who says oh he's such a cool inventive creative guy he's so quirky he's got hats hi i'm the heroine right yeah i love her she's great wendy carlson so she played the evil ex-wife who told santa claus is dead and tim allen got oh i'm so bad <laughs> and then she she remarries judge weinhold is her and they're on all three movies she was married to a Canadian actor named Michael Murphy. They were both in Tanner 88. He played Tanner 88. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, he, it sounds familiar, Tanner 88. It was a Robert Altman television show written by Gary Trudeau when he was on break from uh, really? Kingsbury. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They were, they were also in uh, Path to 9-11 from 2006. That uh, also had the twi- Twin Towers. Yes. Twin Towers are focused a lot in this movie. So anyway, basically, they got married and divorced. She actually came out uh, of the closet in like 2014. She's uh, gay. She's gay. Yeah. I like her yeah. hair up better. Do you? Uh, no, I don't actually. Oh, but okay. It, nope. You asked me, and I wanted to let you know. She uh, was married and had children. Yeah, right? they had okay. two kids, okay. and the, in fact, the kids show up in a movie called Sleeping Dogs Lie in '98 with her husband, her yeah. then husband. And yeah, she came out in, in 2014. But she's really cool. She's done like tons of stuff. She was in 24 of the series. She was uh, CSI in 2011. She was in the Matthew Shepard story. Uh, she was also in the 80s. She In 82, she, she was... Sheep? What's that? In the Matthew Shepard story, was she one of the sheep? No, no. Wrong. Do you know who Matthew Shepard is? Uh, yeah, he's the herd. He leads the herd. Okay. All right. Hello. You should Google that. Uh, but we, uh, he, she's also the mom and the good son. That's where I know her from. Okay. You remember, you remember she's like, oh, I love Henry. He would never, uh, throw my little girl in, in ice. Remember like up in the cliff? <laughs> she was fucking right, awesome. I remember the good son. It was with the Home Alone kid. Right, right. And Elijah Wood. And right. Home Alone kid was the good son. Yeah, Matt. That's right. Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah, right. So she was the mom. So mad props for her i mean i think she's a big star okay they're playing the game and there's just the dialogue let me hear some of this reaching the ninth level i have acquired many magic spells and charms the greatest of which is the graven eye of timber but i also have a sword which i only use should my magic <laughs> okay it goes on like that i absolutely recommend watching the movie you won't hear us talk but you'll hear the theme song which is atrocious and you'll hear dialogue like this which is even back in the day, it was fucking corny as shit. Oh, God. Hated people. Once human, they are now unspeakably vicious. But you're speaking of them. There are wondrous treasures within these mazes for those brave and clever enough to find them. He was also in another 
uh, soap opera. The guy, guy, the guy does good work. Now I now know who Matthew Shepard is. I see his picture here. I just saw a film with him in which he's in Canada and he has cancer and he goes on a trip. I, I, I think I think it's a different Matthew Shepard is a real life person who was a gay guy in in town, a young teenager who was killed. Oh, it isn't this actor, Matthew Shepard. No. 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 All right, never mind. Okay. No, so it was a tra- it was a national tragedy. She happened to be in that movie, TV movie version of it. Let sleeping dogs lie. You had said before. I never understood that phrase. I mean, they don't even talk. How do you know he's lying? Well, how do you know? How do you know? Right? Dogs can't talk. He doesn't speak. Did you take a shit in the on the couch? Woof 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 woof. How do you You're know? lying. Oh, let let sleeping dogs lie. Wake up, right. I gotta ask Wake you. Up. Yeah. Did you take a poop on it? Oh, and he's not sleeping. Not only that, he's sleeping. This will be a oh, he's sleep talking. I don't need, this is my life. Look, bosom buddies. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Leave me alone. Do, 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 do. Then you can't sleep at somebody else. Okay, now look, so this is a montage. Uh, it's Hag Good Party, the, the theme song and the music. He's just a prolific TV guy. I'm gonna hear the song. Here we go. Prolific. It's a terrific prolific song. Oh, that's Billy's voice. I enjoyed that song prolifically. Oh, it's. I never understood the expression "let sleeping dogs lie." How do you know he's lying? He doesn't even talk. Right. Doesn't it? Did you you poop in the living room? Do you even understand humans when they sleep talk? I can't, let alone a dog. Yeah, and not why would he be lying if he was asleep? How would he even? All right, we'll see how that shapes up for the opening. You know what's interesting about Wendy Cross Cruson? She started in next year in another Dungeons and Dragons movie called Skull Duggery or Der Satan First. What is that Skull Duggery? What does it mean? I don't know what that expression. I don't know, but that movie is supposed to be the worst movie in the world. Oh, okay, yeah. but it's another Dungeons and Dragons type. Yep, that she did right afterwards. How do you say it again? Skullduggery, right? Yeah, but you know it's funny because I always put an R, so I would always say skulldruggery. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even make any sense. So I'll be looking for that word, and I'll be like, take the R out. I'm like maybe that's the problem. Okay, well they're okay, moving too fast. Skullduggery. I'm sorry. Too fast. No, no, they're just moving too fast. He uh he wants okay. her to move in. He got he's gonna get her a double bed. Well, and it's she's too gonna... soon. It's too soon. Oh he's no, this is all right. Oh, not knowing. You're right. He he might be alive. And it doesn't pay off at the end of the movie. Underhanded well, or unscrupulous behavior, trickery. That's skullduggery. Oh, all right. are you sure, or are you just pulling some Google? Duggery on me. Yeah, don't pull some skull. Are you skull duggering me? Don't gas duggery me. Gas skull. Look at the director did the mirror. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy, you know what? I want to talk about the writer of this movie, not Ronan Barrett's, but the um, the writer's name, Tom uh, Lazarus, 42. He, with a guy named L.L. Uh, Tommaso, proceed to crank out softcore films so check it out he uh as a director the the writer is also a director and he made two movies back to back basically 
99, he did word of mouth. And it's about a documentarian following a prostitute. Okay. And then in 2000, the writer of this film directed a film called House of Love, which is about a documentarian in a brothel. Okay, a documentarian. Okay. Yeah, and then with the same writer, he did a TV show for Playboy TV called <laughs> Four, Seven Lives Exposed, which is kind of a reality show competition fake uh, survivor where they, they do sexual acts. It's all simulated. Okay. Although IMDb goes out of the way to say there's some, there's some you see dick and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and some softcore uh, oral sex. But uh, I was just like, wow, who knew? So the writer is a total perv. Okay. Yeah. Or has gone on to make films about documentarians documenting uh, brothels. So in some of these softcore films, you see the pee-pee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but in it's this... soft, right? No, I think it's erect, what? right? You no, just it's can't... a softcore film. You can't show an erect penis? Well, then it's pretty hardcore. No, it's hardcore what you do with that penis. <laughs> Carl, you see... Sound like you know. Time, yeah. No, I got to... Uh, I'm oh, taking your word for this. Well, I was going to... I don't know. It kind of repulses me. Uh, yeah, Stephen Hillard is the director. Hillard Stern. And I actually... He passed away recently, but not okay. recent enough to create his own website, which was oh. actually really interesting. So uh, I got some information for IMDb, but... I also got information from his own website and there's a podcast he did in 2011 where he talks about two of his earlier films uh-huh. uh, if you ever want to get into it but his first film starred radar uh oh, gary yeah. burstow yeah it was called bs i love you uh uh-huh. that was 71 that's how old that joke is let sleeping radars lie <laughs> bs he sleeps on his oh so they're a couple, which I think JJ is a little bitter about, but uh-huh. never never goes yeah, off. Yeah, and that it. doesn't pay off. No, you know they're they're playing a game, and JJ did a stupid thing, and he lost his character. And one thing I don't understand about this movie, or I guess the game is the monsters. Tom Hanks is introduced as a level nine. Whoa! Wow, he's a level nine, but and he's a cleric. Yeah, but I don't see like. And then when JJ's character loses, he loses his level because his character is dead. He has to start from the beginning. Yeah. But I guess at 40 years of video games and role-playing games and tabletop games, it doesn't really matter. You can still start over. You know, it's not like... What, and keep your character? This level nine, what does that mean when you go to a party and you say you're a level nine? I I mean, hey, man, I've been playing Pac-Man. I'm level 10. I've been playing uh, Diablo 2. I'm level something, something. No, in Dungeons and Dragons, your character is a level. Right, but who cares? Okay. Well, you care because you have a bag of holding and you can fight a beholder and you, I mean, you have, you know, you have more hit points and you, I mean, leveling up makes, you, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess powerful. I play World of Warcraft. I'm level seventy two. Oh, hey, yeah, but you can roll you. a twenty sided die with like a plus two or a plus four. It enhances your. Okay, listen. You suspected that he was gay, but meanwhile, if he's like butthurt that the girl has another boyfriend, okay, he ain't gay. Does huh? you? You know, I should say everyone's made like other TV movies in A two. The director did also. Not another affair, forbidden love, and 
ambush murders in 82. So this is like uh-huh. his fourth TV movie. So yeah, he's, he's, he's pissy. still doing the hat bit. Basically. Right, but he, he used the appropriate away. hat for his, his motorcycle. He's pissy that his character is dead and that, you know, she's kind of dating Tom. Now, here's the surprise. Surprise! I got us a double bed. We could move in our dorm room together. Is this a dorm room with a kitchen in it? I guess, yes, it's a dorm room because, and he and it's a single. I guess it must be COVID times. Now, I bring up the direct, the writer and the fact that he later on did a bunch of sex movies. Right. But there is there is sex in this movie. Him and Wendy, the uh, her Katie, get it on, right? We never and, see it, but... But, yeah, it's implied. They, they're getting it on. They're active. And when he starts going... Um, going. Yeah, uh, let's get hitched. A, a wizard says... You must be true, valiant, and oh, celibate. Yeah. You must be celibate. And it, he does. He goes celibate. And she yeah. noticed it. Yeah, he's like, let's break up. But I still like you. I still like you. I just don't want you to touch me anymore. That was so, a neck. Well, there, you know, he wants him to, her to move in. She says yeah. it's too soon. And they, they and he's kiss. kind of uh, mature about it. Yeah, but do you think that's what caused him to kind of go there? Like, do you think that's that started the ball rolling? No, it seems like he has a history of mental illness, and something happened with the game mazes and monsters in his past. Which and never, like, it's no, just like yeah. when they when she doesn't want to move in with him, our movie continues on, and he's sane. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, it wasn't like that, and it was a breaking point. You know, yeah, you know, it, his previous party members should show up in this movie. It would make a better film if we meet his previous D and D group. I guess. First off, wouldn't that be fun theater as a cinematic experience to see two Dungeons and Dragons group in one movie? <laughs> I think that would be like worth my admission right there. Since you brought it up, I just want to say that this movie makes a horrible mistake in which it never goes all the way. Like a movie's supposed to give the viewer like an emotional roller coaster. I, I first realized that there's this scene in which uh, he's biking the one way, uh, right. the handsome kid, and the love interest is driving the other way. She sees him and turn U turns. But the thing is, like in a movie, if I was doing a movie, I'd have it like they almost bumped into each other or something. Like, show us something. They got him up on the World Trade Center, right? right? Now is the time for him to go over the wall and right to the edge, about to jump off. That's when you rescue him. You know, like, the movie never... You, no you... one gets hurt in the cavern and is really lost, and now my foot is cut, and we got to carry him out. You He's going to... Look, yeah. I don't want to move in with you. There should be an emotional outburst. You know, like, take us on a trip here, writer-director. It's so it's so contingent to this game and this hysteria uh, that... Another I'm, hat. You know, one thing I should mention, uh, I, I was reading a recent website, which I should have written down. Jesus Christ. Well, anyway, uh, it's written by Morgan Seanette. Uh, I think it was USA Today or something. It was uh-huh. one of those, you won't believe this Stranger Things. It was a, The title was about Stranger Things. Yeah. Stranger Things has a D&D subplot 
where a kid plays D&D and he's considered satanic. And that's an Easter egg spoiler, by the way. I'm spoiling Easter eggs. Is but, that in the new one? Because I've seen all of them. I don't remember that. I'm yeah, sure in, the, in season four, there's the Hellfire Club, which Eddie Manson uh-huh. uh, is the dungeon master, and the town believes he killed Chrissy and is a Satanist. And okay. in this article, they talk about the satanic panic that happens. Satanic panic. Uh, I'm sure you know about those three kids. Uh, but uh, in 1980, there was a book called Michelle Remembers. And this was someone had repressed memories and remembered that he, as a child, was part of a satanic cult. Okay. And that kind of whipped up the satanic panic. And um, in fact, uh, some kid committed suicide in 1982. And his mom, Pamela, uh, thought what the reason was Dungeons and Dragons. I think I remember that as a news story. So she started a group called Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons in 1982. <laughs> bothered. It's B-A-D-D, Bothered About Dungeons and Dragons, bad. And she actually left the group in uh, 1990. So there was always this kind of hysteria about it. Uh, and then, of course, I, I was talking earlier, the guy's name was James Dallas Egbert III. He was the University of Michigan, the Michigan State University kid who was found uh, committed suicide in, right. in the cavern. So Egbert, I would have done it too. Really? If, his, if your name was Ed, Egbert? Good morning, Egbert. No, that was his middle name. What was his name? His middle name was Dallas. It was James Dallas Egbert with one G. Oh, Maybe okay. I'm mispronouncing it wrong. Maybe it's not a double hard G on there. Maybe it's Agaba. <laughs> the third. Okay, look, he's like, hey, buddy, can I borrow your skeleton? He's going to set up a massive real life, like ahead of his time escape room uh, in the caverns and he's borrowing skeletons. And in the book, there's a scene where he writes a clue that only Daniel can recognize. And the reason is he wrote the clue in Hebrew uh-huh. and it says like, take a left here in Hebrew. And in the book written by Ron Jaffe, the character himself is resentful that, uh, it's clever that JJ used Hebrew and that he knew that Daniel was Jewish and that he knew some Hebrew, but he was also resentful of the fact that he was that for the same reason mm-hmm. that he's doing this because he knows he's Jewish and he just he felt like smaller. I think that's turned left. He yeah, I think he sees small. So I, I thought that was interesting, you know, as a 12 year old Jewish kid reading this book that I get the same kind of resentment where people kind of call out like, oh, you must know Hebrew. And I'm like, yeah, I do actually, but I don't well, appreciate Hebrew it. Hebrew school, you know, how, you know how to read Mura, the a teacher. That's all I know from Hebrew school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then, in, in Spanish, it's turno izquierda. Turno izquierda, aquí, turno aquí. Turno aquí. <laughs> Grassy ass. All right, so now they're all in costume and they're gonna go into this thing and so for the audience they were playing dungeons and dragons yeah. mazes so of m&m she's character dies and that kind of ruins it for all four of them because he can't really play anymore he goes i propose we kick it up a notch and i will be the dungeon master in real life maze controller maze controller now do you remember a a role-playing game called top secret yeah i do actually the same publishing house one you time, Tom Kroll did a live game of uh, Top Secret with all kids in Montclair, and I was the main spy guy. That was the greatest day of my life. 
Never mind getting married. Never mind my children being born. The most fun I've ever had in my life was playing yes. Tom Scholes live action top secret game. Reach it. Oh, it was great, man. You know, I, I love it. Tell me more. So tell me how the game went. Tell me what well, you did. I, I, I flew in, which was driving. I flew into the, and I went to the police station in Italy, which was Tom's house. And there somebody called from the red, what was the name of that terrorist group? The red. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's been, you're talking 40 years. And there, there was a bomb in Wachung Plaza. I was like, holy shit. So I ran down to Wachung Plaza and who should be in Dino's Pizza? But all of like the players, including David Short. So I walked into the Dino's Pizza and there was a tension in the air. So they were all staring at each other. And it got to this breaking point in which David Short couldn't handle it anymore. So he takes his can of soda and throws it at the other guys in Dino's Pizza. And then the Dino guy kicked him out. And there was a big, it was just the greatest day ever. I found a secret note in the Wachung Plaza uh, statue. I infiltrated the red, what was their name? Red I, I infiltrated no, so the He did this whole thing. Like, do, did the kids enjoy themselves or was it just you? This was a new day. I, well, they were all playing their parts. I don't, I didn't interview them, but I think so. I, I, I had, when I infiltrated the group and they thought I was part of the, I went, we went to their hideout and yeah. like a phone call came and I knew I was going to get exposed. So I opened the window and went out the window went around to the lobby and we had a shootout. It was just the greatest day ever, man. It was like six it. hours of I'm a spy. So you would recommend our listeners to go out and LARP live action role play. Well, I mean, if Tom Kroll is your dungeon master, I mean, yeah, he really absolutely. Well. And a shout out to David Short. I love David Short. I, we worked at Pathmark together 40 years ago. I hope maybe we might have to bleep out his name, but just a big, big hello. No, I'm not bleeping out his name or Tom Kroll or anything. All right. Okay. Well, hello to those guys. Uh... <laughs> they're, look, they're real people in the real world. And if they want to sue me, they may. They may. David you know, Short, it's you. I, I brought it up last week, but our hometown of Montclair, which we're talking about, Montclair, New Jersey, also had a D&D controversy, alleged, like the, the story legend had it. The high school itself, Montclair High, which you can see in the last episode of The Sopranos, has an amphitheater, an outside famous amphitheater with a brook. And the brook goes through the building into a tunnel. And in the tunnel, there are like mazes and monsters or whatever. But there were stories of kids in the 70s, high school kids, getting lost inside the uh, Wow. And my, my neighbor who went to high school in the 70s was telling me about these stories about you know, maybe one guy went crazy, but I don't know. It's all hearsay. I know that right. our our middle school and it was Glenfield, and the the field was by a glen, which was a quarry, and the quarry had like its branches, and you could get lost out there. But uh, I heard more stories about the the tunnel inside the high school. Mm -hmm. So, sure, everyone has stories like that. Maybe what a very cool setting he set up for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even in the in the novel, he like did it meticulously. He's like, you know, you poo poo his hats, but he does have a sense of flair. Uh, yeah, I'm really poo pooing the writer. Okay, so it's not a real human skeleton. It's a anatomy. No. 
Right, he got it from his buddy that we saw in one scene. This is what I mean. Like, wouldn't it be cooler in the movie if he really goes to, like, the medical center where the cadavers are or whatever, and he talks to his friend? That's a real, you know, it's still got some flesh on it. I mean. So in our in our version of Maze of the Monsters, I would like to have all four of them at the breaking point, not just Tom Hanks' character. Mm-hmm. And that they all, they all are going to descend in their own personal madness. But before they do, they realize that the other three are doing their own. They're like, hey. It's about me, guys. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I'm the one who's supposed to get... The skeleton got yanked. Yeah, how does that work? I was wondering about that. Well, like, they were like, uh, what's his name? They're Robbie, where are you? Yeah, I don't think it's Robbie. Rob, Robbie is Tom Hanks. Uh, JJ yeah. is, the, is the... JJ, where are you? And then out of a voice out of nowhere, he goes, uh, you can't see me. I'm the maze controller. You can't see me. Never pay attention to... And then he's behind the scenes the whole time. Wait, where are you? You can't see me. Don't question me. Wait, how did you set up a sound system in the cavern? Yeah, don't Don't question me. me. What part? Don't question me. Don't you get... That doesn't make any sense. You would really have to work so hard. (laughs) It's a movie. Of course I could work hard. No effort. Daniel, like, right off the bat is, like, putting breadcrumbs on the ground, like rice... And that's a, and she's like, we need a clue. And she touches the rice. He's like, that's my rice to get out of the cavern. <laughs> that's right. He goes, she said, like, here's some, here's some seed or I forget. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, man, that's my rice. Did you see me drop Don't it when we walk it. in? There? Don't touch it. You're touching my rice. <laughs> DC, Dragon Maze Controllers, you're touching my rice. They don't call him like a DM, right? That's a Dungeon Master. Dungeon Master. That's a dowel movement. The DM handbook. It's a dowel movement. Every morning I take a nice dowel movement. Yeah, I had I had to learn the hard way to take a BM, so I had the B, the BM handbook. Oh, <laughs> uh, like you know, this was shot in some studio. Yes, it, it had to be, even though there, because it doesn't really look. Okay, so I was in Arizona and there were these lava tubes. It was just like there was magma at one point and just made tubes. And so we went down into it. It gets freezing cold immediately. I'm talking Arizona here. It was a hot hot. You go down into this cavern and immediately you're cold. And it wasn't a comfortable place. It was cold and humid, sticky on you with the cold. And you could absolutely slip. You had to walk cautiously. Okay, oh, he sees the yeah. Gorgon. Hey, like Gorgon. <laughs> uh oh. Well, when everyone gets there to help Tom Hanks, he will be Gorgon, right? Well, all right. Well, Tom, well, Tom Hanks is completely like he stabs him or stabs the monster. We don't want to ruin the story for the viewer, right? That we're no, what, so what's let's story? not bring up that later on. I was there. Oh my god. Well this movie is eighty two and what better way to celebrate eighty two than Times Square in New York City? Right? <laughs> yeah. Like we go straight to New York City in the early eighties. People today don't know Times Square in the seventies and eighties was just a a disgusting place of pornography and serious drugs, heroin and stuff. Yeah. It was a bad scene. We watched and, the documentary uh, Night of the Juggler on our show. Right. James, yeah. 
me and Tom Kroll, we used to go into New York uh -huh, to Times Square. Square and there would be pornographic movies and you could buy marijuana. I mean, we're 15, 16 years old. We're going to New York, mom, have a good time. We'd get on the 66 bus and we would go in ill. We were just right. learning about life and it was a mistake. You would get out, you get out of the Port Authority and go, let's walk a half a block. We yeah. walked a half a block, we're in Times Square, let's do it. That's exactly right. Look at the wind blowing her hair. You don't mind that. This isn't Florida wind. It's they're obviously in Canadian City Studios, just cranking out this thing. So are they in know. a VW Rabbit, just like Dawn uh, in sixty seconds? Oh yeah, do you think they'll be in a car chase? No, that the, we made the joke because the 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 doors were up. It looked like yeah, right. Blue. So like this yours. is definitely a Volkswagen, but I, I just wonder if it's a Jetta or a. Oh, so we were slow motion because this is this was a TV movie, as we said. But however, anything with Tom Hanks, it's, you can't bury it. So this was a DVD release. And uh -huh. This has been re So if you ever type in Mazes and Monsters, you'll find it. And you'll find a huge face of Tom Hanks, like the angels and demon looking Tom Hanks. Right. Looking oh. over his shoulder. Interesting. Angels and demons. You know, and it's funny because I was reading the uh, user reviews on IMDb and someone right. just said, I thought this was going to be about real monsters. It's like a fantasy movie. <laughs> I didn't realize it was about kids playing a role-playing game. Yeah, right, well, he's so, probably old. Now this is it. This is where the movie changes. Okay, this is his dream again about the... I am the Great Hall. Once you gloried in killing now you are the higher level. Right. To attain the highest level, you must be holy in all your life. Must be pious, pious. Humble. humble, celibate. Well, sure, I got the pious and humble. Yeah, What's the third one? one? But I want a glacier of pleasure. But I want to dip it yeah. in. That's right. Uh, juice sauce. <laughs> Wait, gotta, what did you just say you did what did yeah, you say oh I juice dip it in, uh, yeah you know you get yourself a french dip you want to dip that meat in the juice you know what i'm saying <laughs> oh mike the old mike is back i love it i actually i actually thought about that watching this movie like he can't dip it <laughs> no juice oh juice sauce <laughs> no juice for you no juice for you it's such a weird note I don't know if it was in the original novel that he has to, you must be humble. Sure, I, I people tell me I'm humble. Pious. Oh, yeah, right away. Yeah, you are. And celibate. Sure, I'll be celibate. What? What? Hi. You want, you want oh, me to be celery? Listen, if you please, could you just get your vagina away? I just. Okay, please move it. Hey, I, I can't be with you anymore. What? I have to be celibate. Now this movie, we should have a reaction. I mean, you can see she's hurt. She's a good actress and everything. But I'm saying as a director, as a writer, we should. We need to go on the emo emotional roller coaster with her now. I know? think she does. She does a fine job. It's not. I mean, it's the script sucks. Yep. Script sucks. I'm not talking. Okay. Yes, we are saying the same thing. 
Yeah. I think that the movie as a story doesn't take us on an emotional journey the way a movie's supposed to. It's supposed to be that it, it, every scene you enter like negative and you leave it positive. And then you enter the next scene positive and then it turns negative. You're supposed to be going into the, on this like thrilling the viewer. What's going to happen? Oh, now she's pissed. <laughs> well, you know, the movie starts off with a newscast outside the cavern. And you have ambulances, you have police, you I mean, you have the newscaster, you have the, the, the haggard uh, Mayor Vaughn for fucking Jaws. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Police chief or detective. It never really pays off. They never return to that place. No, they do return to that place. It's a total fake out. I will tell our audience right now, nobody dies. Yeah, nobody that's dies. what I mean. Like we, Nobody gets murdered. Nobody goes so psycho that they... Uh, Put some salt on that, Daniel. That's too much salt, dude. And why? Why don't you have ketchup on your? <laughs> well, you know they're Canadian. You'll notice the mayonnaise on the sides. Actually, no. Look, ketchup and mustard is what we right see right there. Yeah, you should put some ketchup it's right there. Maybe he doesn't see it. Maybe the the napkins in the way. No, he yeah, sees. He sees that. Look, it. That is eight ounces of cola. A lot of cola in '82. <laughs> now you get like a mega glass. I remember Jolt Cola came out in the Love early Jolt. '80s. Was it the early '80s? I forget. Yeah, '80s, mid '80s, maybe. I think it was later '80s. I loved it. Twice the sugar, all the caffeine. Right, and everyone ran out and gave that soda a, like a big bump, and then the people in the office were like, "We're gonna be millionaires!" But un unfortunately for them, it was a fad. And after people had a few joke Jolt Colas, they thought, I did that once. Yeah. They're done. You can see Jolt Cola in Gremlins 2. Oh, yeah. The executive is drinking it. But that was funny. Well, they're concerned. And what about his, um, his blessing people all the time and giving his stuff away and acting so holy? Staying in character. Yes, I know, and that's exactly what I'm worried about. He's right. taking his fantasy character so much into real... That you think there's going to be a murder. It's a fake out. This yeah. movie starts out with a false alarm. He's not even in the caverns. We were talking about Times Square. They all yeah. think he went to the cavern. He's lost in Times Square. He's like Jason when he take, took Manhattan. He got off the boat. He walked <laughs> in the pier. Somebody attacks him. He kills him. He Tell me about that, that movie. It was like he's the police chief. Look, what is that movie? Uh, Jason Takes Manhattan? Yeah, what is that? So it's Friday the 13th, and the idea is that now Jason's not in the summer camp anymore. He's in Times Square killing people. However, it's a fake-out. If you watch the movie, Jason has to get to Times Square somehow. So he's on a right. boat, and teenagers are on the boat. And basically, the entire movie is the boat ride, and Jason's, like, killing people on a boat. And when he arrives on the pier, I guess, the Hudson Pier, as it were, Right. Uh, my balls are blue. Good. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing you're, you're doing it right. Present your balls. Do I have to present? Okay. Look. All right. All right. Oh. oh they're blue as smurf berries. Good job, dude. <laughs> Keep it a celibate. Oh, you got restraint. Great wizard. I looked up the word celibate. I thought you were talking about celery, which I was cool with, but you know, <laughs> just a bit. 
you know, I dabble in eBay. I sell a bit. Look, so here we go. This is the scene you're talking about. He sees her, him writing back. Does a Yui. Yeah. yeah, see, that's this is the point in which I realized. I was like, she could have like almost hit him. He swerves away or something, and she goes, Whoa, that was uh so that was Mr. Handsome, you know. Also, he like they go into the cavern. Now I'm thinking they're calling for each other, right? And they find each other. It would be so much better if they he was calling, you know, and he she finds him injured. And then she's got to, with her, like, all the strength she can muster, rescue him and get him out of there. I don't know. I think the film, it still could have been the same length of scene. And we would just, I don't know. Well, it's a TV movie, right? So they have to yes. build the two hours. And they drop the ball. I think. Yeah. I, I wish the cavern paid out. There, there is no peril in the, in the, in the cavern. There yeah, is no like that's right, and that's the perfect setting for it. Because I've been in the I've been in the tunnels in the high school. You only go so far. Wait, you have? I you just you know you walk on the brook and you. you okay, so of... in the amphitheater, you right. jump into the brook and you start heading for that bridge, which mm -hmm. is the street. Is that where you enter the? I think there was like an entrance in the high school in the freshman building. Okay, but it's been a while, obviously. In the annex, Georgina's annex. Yeah. Now there's no like he's not there, right? They're right. not gonna find him in the cavern. And they they get really kind of peeved and they go to the worst police station. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about last week we watched society, and then you were kept calling that the cop is just is terrible at his job, he's just a total prick. Yup. This character actually Yeah, this guy, go ahead. Murray Vaughn or whatever his name is, he uh he's just like he just doesn't give him time of day. And at one point, he just says, listen, to be honest with you, he's probably dead. Right. Yeah. I remember that. I was like, wow, this insensitive bitch. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Telling his friends, chances are likely. Chances are likely. He's hanging from a stagmite. Is it a stagmite or a stagmite? The lag tight? What is it the called? Stagmite. Get... Well, there's one that hangs from the ceiling, and there's one that, right. comes, one that comes up from the ground. The floor. Stalagmite, stalactite, something like that. Yeah. I just remember copolite, which is fossilized dinosaur dung. Uh, co yeah, copolite. Uh, corporolite. Uh, corporolite? I forget. You made me forget. I would know that if you just asked me straight out. Well, because I'm sure, didn't you ever go, hey, can I copolite? So <laughs> and I was like, ew, gross. No. Gross. Do you want dinosaur dung? Get out of here. Diego. I'm not fossilizing dung for you. I dabble in eBay. I sell a bit. Is that funny? Should I try to make that? Yeah, I like that. Are you celibate? Yeah, I sell a bit on eBay. I dabble. On eBay. Skyline High School in Oakland, I believe. Or Skyline. It was fuzzy, the A&E biography I watched. On eBay, Look, Facebook Marketplace. Now, this is not the first movie adaptation for Rona Jaffe. Her oh. first novel from 1958, The Best of Everything, was a huge success. And then the next year, Joan Crawford starred in the movie. And they're both like, 
it's about she she when she started she was really young like she started working uh uh at Fawcett publications in the 40s like she and but she was 25 years old she was an editor and her novel the best of everything is about five employees at a publishing house okay. and uh so Joan Crawford and they, it was a huge movie and then her foundation as I was mentioning it stopped in 2020 uh but it would reward like female authors, like mm-hmm. give them an endowment so they can write. And uh, now she must have been young because I mean that's the '40s, and here we are in the '80s, and she's relevant with Dungeons and Dragons. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I can never tell. Like she's written 16 novels, so I don't feel like she's ghostwritten them. You know, like some of these authors become names and become brands, and by necessity. Oh, and then, mm-hmm. You know, if you're Danielle still, there's no reason why you shouldn't be ghostwritten because it's beyond yourself as an author. It's it's a thing, you know, if you're Tom Clancy. I suppose, yes. Um, it's Stephen King never. Goes, do you think uh, Reacher, the Lee Childs, do you think he ghostwrites his stuff? I don't. I wouldn't have a clue of, like, why I would make the guess, you know? But these are all serialized stuff. Her stuff was more, you know, there were different books different characters. I don't know if she's ever done it like a sequel in her, in her stories. Yeah. So her, uh, father was a principal and her mom was the daughter of a construction, uh, heir. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I really, oh, one no. of her books is called Mr. Wright is dead, which I thought was cool. She well, then how did he write if he's, how did the book come out? If... Okay, no. now you see they just kissed and now they're going to become boyfriend and girlfriend. Here is an opportunity for our movie to get Hanks a little crazy and then right. do some incident and then he focuses himself. No, I'm celibate. I think it's more, right I, I think it's more just character development between Daniel and, and Katie because what Daniel is saying, he's a lover's boy, right? And even the JJ kind of calls him out. He says, yeah, you're a ladies' man. He's like, yeah, but this reputation kills me for getting a real romance. Like, right. no one wants to be romantically involved with me because I have this, uh, you lady know, killer. lady killer uh, uh, perception. And it hurts. Like, sure, I can get anonymous uh, here and there, but I sure, don't I do have well a relationship. A yeah. <laughs> and so uh, she's, they just had this chat. And she's like, you know you're a lot deeper than you come across or whatever. Like he, he basically says what he wants to hear. Yep. And they're falling in love. And what's another thing that's interesting, Carl, about TV movies. And I don't know if it was in the book, but you know, like the TV season starts on, on trust in the fall, right? You have the fall season and school oh, starts in, the is in this. Yeah. Yeah. He makes a cam. It's his earlier appearance. It's three, three <laughs> tiers. Okay, so you've got your fall lineup. Yeah, so you have a fall lineup, and school starts in the fall. So sometimes you have shows about school, right? You're Welcome Back, Carters, right. and because it lines up. And this movie kind of lines up because it takes place after Christmas. They aired it after Christmas. Okay. But it starts school, which is September, and now you have October, the Halloween. So I feel like you're approaching Christmas in this film, which as a viewer, the film has. So I just feel like everything is lined up with the holidays. Everything's lined up with, like, the way the, the TV series starts. I don't know. I, 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 I sound abstract, but I feel like it's appropriate for a television movie to bring up these holidays and have it air in December because these holidays just happen. Like you okay. see this, yeah. yeah. So it's on your mind as a... I think there's always, like, television is always calendar, right? You always have a Thanksgiving episode. You always have a 
uh, a Christmas episode. Yes, you always have a Christmas episode, no matter what. Yeah, and even with streaming shows, that Hawkeye show, they premiered in December. It was all about Christmas. It was an entire season about Christmas. Let me be the first uh, to wish you this year, Michael. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry oh, my Christmas. God. I feel Merry Christmas to you, Carl. I, I, I can't believe here we are Let's in July. Let's get some Christmas music. Okay, ready? Let's take our yeah, traditional okay. Christmas 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 Love that song. Oh my god, look at Tom Hanks. Shut up Christmas song. Not a fan. So he's gone completely uh in his head. Completely cleric. Clericarized. I understand. One thing about this film that really rocks, no matter how corny it acts, it's Tom Hanks. It's how he has that Tom Hanks voice that just sells it. And it's early Tom Hanks, it's bosom buddies. You know, yeah. bachelor early Tom Hanks. It's bosom buddies, Tom Hanks. Yeah, because Tom Hanks, God bless him. There's cycles, and people know him from the cycles. You know, I know him as the man from One Red Shoe, Bachelor Party, jokey volunteers. Uh, volunteers, yeah, yeah, uh, Splash, I guess. Well, I guess Splash established him as okay. This guy could be box office. It was, this movie is a big hit. Well, Big was huge. I actually saw that in Oakland. Actually, oh, Big big was a big hit. That that's is that it? That's not funny. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Look at his jacket. Well, it's it's a leather jacket and a sweater. Yeah, it's cold out. Maybe it's (laughs) cold outside. Maybe I like to sweat. So yeah, no, no, Hanks. Let me ask his roommate, uh, Hildy. Now look, his money is there. His wallet, like he's missing now. He has disappeared. They asked his roommate, Hildegard. Who is Hildegard? Remember from Bosom Buddies? It was Kip and Henry. They had to dress up as women. That's right. Yeah. They had these ridiculous names. What if we did Some Like It Hot every week? That was back when you had the... uh, opening credits of a sitcom explain the story week after week. So yep. you had a Every fully time. licensed song that they can't rebroadcast in syndication, right? So you had the Billy Joel song. And then you also had, it starts off with this, like, you know, my friend Kip and I, we're young guys in the city and yeah, I just can't get a break. The Fresh Where Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, well, the that whole was story. The whole story. It's the story of a like, like, Marshall, Will, and Holly on a routine act. But every show would every tell show you would the whole give premise. you the premise. Bosom so, Buddies actually had like the premise and the song separate. Okay, here's another opportunity. They call up the drunk mom. Right, who has right? A, a glass in their hand, yeah. It goes, he wasn't in class. And she's like, does he do that all the time? I mean, it was our film's opportunity for her to like, freak out on the girl yeah. on the phone um our hero heroine on the phone and give her emotional stress we're coming down there no no there's no need man well this Who is are you, you we're know? gonna pitch a streaming tv show based on mazes and monsters will be a six season show premise but we'll have like i just want a, the mom to do something like it's nice that the parents show up like in yes. 82 when we were kids we were like whatever we relate to the to the players but, you know, you get older, you're like, oh, there's parents involved. How cute. 
but they don't do anything. Like she should have said, "Oh no, not Mazes and Monsters. I want to meet you guys over at the Dave's Cookies shop, right? Mrs. Fields or something." Heard like scary music and goes, "Mazes and Monsters again. You don't understand what happened last time." Hello, we have a bad connection. Meet me at the arcade at Times Square. Meet me at the Pac-Man pop-up. Come on, ratchet up the tension, movie. We've got a missing person here. Do you know why he was kicked out? Like you have like a previous Eminem player show up and be like, he went really into his character, man. That's why my streaming show will be episode after episode. It'll be eight hour episodes. Yes. And it's it's basically an eight hour movie, Carl. Uh And uh, there'll be a scene where you have backstory. It will start off with a flashback episode four. Like even the choice of this car, like, we're watching a movie, so they took the give Canadian me some eye off. candy. Give me, you know, no, it's a movie. You have eye candy. You have has good Hardy singing these original songs, right? Everyone's Ooh, what? young. Mm-hmm. What? Who? I'm saying has like, good the, Hardy. What? There's production to this show, the movie. Uh-huh. There's, it's the music. Who cares about the, the car? Is always whatever sponsor. You know how television. Works, if it's Carl. the director's car, you can borrow mine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not. This isn't good. All right. Then after Tom Hanks, like I guess uh, he won back to back Oscars. You remember after that for Splash? No, not this no. is in the nineties. It was uh, Philadelphia, and then Forrest oh, Gump. Right, Philadelphia. As actor, Forrest Gump too, huh? Yeah. Was it Forrest Gump or was it Saving Private Ryan? Well, Saving Private Ryan, certainly more Oscar worthy. I don't know. That was 99 or, yeah. He has a weird, like, not a weird reputation. I don't know if you've ever seen the Simpsons movie. He shows up as himself and he says, if you see me, please ignore me, you know. And I thought that was a very real moment. Like, he's a private guy. I just saw the recent tabloid footage of. Them, him and Rita Wilson is uh, walking out of the airport and uh-huh. paparazzi accidentally trips Rita Wilson and he goes, what? come on, guys. He like breaks his cool. That's yeah. not cool. Get out of our way. And all the paparazzi is like, sorry, Mr. Hanks. Sorry, Tom. Oh, sorry, Tom. Okay. Sorry, Mr. Hanks. Sorry, Mr. Hanks. And they're scolding that paparazzi. Yeah. That tripped. You know, we're sorry. Mr. <laughs> it's a real it's a real moment. But I think he's a private guy and you allow his privacy. Saying he's Mr. Nice Guy or saying he's a mean bastard just let him be. I mean, like, I'm uh, sure he's. I'm sure he's a bit of both, right? There's and no also, things, Michael, yeah. every time I am ever around a famous person, which has happened a million times, I leave them alone. Yeah, I don't even say hi. I love your movies. Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. It's it's a thrill to be in their presence. I don't need a selfie. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 But Tom Hanks is always like Mr. Nice Guy. There's actually a documentary, which I wasn't able to see from this year, called Tom Hanks, Hollywood's Mr. Nice Guy. Really? Yeah. That the, sounds like a Keanu Reeves story. Right. He has that, that rep, too. Yeah. This director, by the way, directed, directed Keanu Reeves in one of his earliest roles, too. One of those guys. Uh, was it the TV movie you talked about? Okay. No, well, that was, that was, a, that was like a real people for kids on Nickelodeon. That was called oh, oh, Great. Yeah. And he was just like on, he was on the street reporter at that point. Hey, so I I heard you, uh, you have a big band of rubber bands. That's, that's right. Keanu. Uh, It's Keanu. (laughs) That's right. Keanu. Keanu Reesberg. Don't forget. Is that a Hawaiian name? 
I, I, you know what? I don't know. You ever see the movie Keanu? That was good too. The yeah, Keanu. that was good. It had nothing to do with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> now we're not gonna. I don't want the kit rich kid spilling out on the a half-assed autopsy on a fish. <laughs> hear his voice. Oh, okay. Hang on a sec. And I'm, we, we missed a lot. But you said he was your good friend. Yeah, yeah what the fuck, guy? All I know is that he mentioned him once or twice. Yeah, they kind of do this chicken shit where they, they don't want to get in trouble, but they kind of let the cops know that so someone might be lost. They don't want to let the police know they went to the caverns and they fucked around yeah. in there because it's off limits. Although there's no danger in the film, you know? It w Yeah, right. One trip is all you need. Like yeah. someone going, oh, be careful there. That's right. There is no peril. Oh, man. Look at that. That's her dorm room. Sweet. Listen, I'm not saying this movie's bad. I mean, they did their job. It's just a TV film, and it's just, you know, they threw it together or whatever. I'm just saying they've missed opportunities here to really take us on a... It, it doesn't never... This film never emotionally engages you. Well, right? the dialogue is cheesy fun. It's exploitative, right? It's based on this, this story. It's kind of based on the, the current satanic panic right. uh, that was it's going because, on. So let's capitalize on let's it. Let's capitalize on it. And the book knocked it off, and they, and they made a movie out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and it's the dialogue, I think, is is the star of this movie, which is just so... Which is, Only with when I came on. What do you guys think happened? Here we go. One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. That's kind of far out. Mazes and monsters is a far out game. Wait, so, so we are learning the backstory of the spells, battles. No, it's a fake out, Carl. This is all in the cop's head. The cops is saying. Yeah, I think he murdered someone. That sounds like a great movie. Let's watch this movie you're talking <laughs> yeah, about. That's yeah, right. that's the thing too. Is like there's some sympathy to the characters, which is nice, you know, especially because we're talking about mental illness. Like he doesn't go on a. No one does get killed in this movie, right? No, there's no, there is sympathy to the characters, but we are watching a movie. It's, I take it back, Carl. He does kill somebody, doesn't he? You talk about New York City in oh, the night. Oh, that's right. The Gorn. Yeah. the only Star Trek connection. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I what thought it was like Gary Gygax. That they were making fun of the guy's name. Like uh -huh. the guy who created Dungeons and Dragons, right? His last name is Gygax or something yes, like that. Yes, right. So the, isn't it like a Gygaxian monster they have to fight in this? Thing? I did. I Like I you said, I only do watched research. it one time last night as I was falling asleep. Why were you doing that? Why not? Why not uh, watch yeah, why it? Not? I'm going to see not? it tomorrow morning. So. So this is the real map JJ was hiding from. Them. Okay, so the thing is, they were supposed to get rid of, destroy, or hide all of the evidence that they went into the caverns. So when he pulls out the map, the map, that's our director and writer's chance for them to say, what the hell, man? You idiot! You know, really give but, us an emotional... But that's like the scorpion, the frog. He's like, what did you expect? I control mazes. Of course <laughs> I held the map. I'm proud of it. He does say. Okay, so now we're we're circling back to the beginning scene. Oh, we are. Yeah. Okay. So now they're searching for a body who's not there. He's in Times Square. And they give this ludicrous, like... Okay, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Look, mazes and monsters. 
Stayed with him. My kids play it. See, now we go to the original. Hello, Mazes and Monsters is the real monster here. Are they saving a buck by reshowing footage? Not really. Yeah. Look, that guy's twirling the mic. Oh. Only people who have gone to carlsucks.com will know what I'm talking about. Tell me your story about twirling the mic. I twirl the mic. That's all. There's no story. I thought, like, then some comic dropped it on the ground. You know, when you have a truth bomb, you have to drop the mic. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's right. I actually dropped an equipment owned by the bar. I forget about this. What did he just put on the, he put a manila envelope on the windshield of one of the cops. What, what is? I don't know. Hey, uh, Here we go. Martini? Here you go. Don't say on it. I like the hats. At this point, the hat's the only personality quirk in this film. Right? Yeah, like, remember we thought he dropped it, but he's still wearing. But he's wearing like a very respectful yet yeah, sporty hat. Yeah, it would be like, as if he was not a weirdo. He was just yeah, stylish. Yeah. Gotta go to this depth of the station. This guy, I did research him, like out of all the other actors, because uh, he's been in over like a hundred television shows and shit like that. Who are we talking about here? Murray the, Hamilton is the his name. Of, best, I was yes. speaking in the best interests of the town. Now, uh, Carl, you may have also seen him on Kojak, uh, McLeod, McMillan and Wife, uh-huh. uh, Police Story, Medical I remember Center. that one. I remember that episode. He, his last role, he played the president in this movie, which if it was on YouTube, we would watch it. It's called oh. Oops Apocalypse. From 86. Uh, that's the one where Michael Richards shows up in blackface. If you're count, if you're wow. counting. Yeah. So he plays the president. He plays like a Ronald Reagan in that. He's, uh, I know him from BJ and the Bear. Uh, he was also in 1941, Emmyville Horror. Uh, yeah. Emmyville Horror. Yes. He yeah. Was. He was Father Ryan. Uh, and also, I know him from the movie If It's Tuesday, It Must Be Belgium, which is about uh, Never American on Tuesday. Never on Tuesday. Actually, I almost made that a movie for us. Because it's on YouTube. If it's Tuesday, it must be Belgium. It's about American tourists going around Europe. And it's just, I don't know. I couldn't do it. Okay. Gunsmoke, Dr. Kildare. He was known for like, a, he, he started off in the 40s as a Broadway guy. And okay. uh, he was in Mr. Roberts was his big role. He actually got to do the lead. And uh, he's also known in The Hustler. He tried to take down Paul Newman. And uh, he's also Mr. Robinson. In the movie the graduate that's right he's the dad uh yeah you know that song uh goodbye mr robinson i remember she he she accused uh what's his name of raping him her i don't yeah. know i don't know but and um, then, uh his last role was, he'll never lose go ahead his last role was he was the dad in, in golden girls he was blanche's dad and he passed away in season one and they had an actor replace him in season two that is disrespectful. Well, you know. Now, uh, yeah, that looks Slayer. Here we go. Now, here's real Tom Hanks. After 40 minutes, an hour and a half, a movie that starts off with a, with a reporter saying there's some kind of tragedy in the cavern, a missing person. This guy, he's never was in the cavern the entire right. movie. He's My just been walking around like some suburban kid 
Wait, you it see in the background, I was about to claim they were staying away from the sleaze. Uh, right. Uh, but I movies. saw some flesh in the background. See, Times Square was far away across the street, and then he was walking with his back to all the smut. Now, I don't know. I think they are trying to hide Times Square's raunchiness here. That's a good point. Oh, look, they're searching for his friend, so he's wearing his deer hunter hat. It's Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that is... Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's the only personality. Yeah, you're right. We we gotta uh not admire it but but stick with it because it's all this movie's given us. You know, one of the great TV trivia I've heard was that uh, in the monkeys, Michael Nesbitt's character was originally gonna be called Wool Cap. Oh right, I've heard that, yeah. And he said, Fuck you, <laughs> right? Basically yeah. in whatever is in the late Michael Nesbitt. I'm Wool Cap. Right. And didn't he like not wear it in the last season or something as a Yeah, time? right, absolutely. He took it off shortly thereafter. Here is Times Square. Look at that, a CD liquor store. Ooh, scaffolding. Oh, the CD scaffolding. How can they well, show that? We saw a, a little flesh there. Look, respectable couple. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Not respectable it's couple. It's the, the Gorn. Gorn. So this is one thing about this film is that I think Tom Hanks might have like he he commits a crime right now and he the never older, like the 80s we're thugs right this is what a thug should look like and it wasn't true in the real world now where's the alleyways where's his what sword oh uh i think he takes it from one of the guys he's running down crime alley by the the theater showing the <laughs> mark of zero crime alley <laughs> not a good sign Mom, Dad, let's go down Crime Alley. That was a great movie, The Mark of Zorro. Oh, man, I can't believe the Wayne family went to see that together. Dead end. Uh-oh. Oh, gee, fellas. Yeah, he has that Tom Hanks voice going on. It's amazing. Here comes the corn. Is that his spell or something? His talisman? I know we're playing the... Uh... The hearty soundtrack. All right, so yeah, he he believes it's the monster and his talisman. Now he pulls he out. It's not his own knife. Yeah, his sword. Yeah. He basically kills a man on TV oh. and, and never gets called out for it. That's right. He just gets um. Look, he just did it. He did. He stabbed him in the chest. Ooh. I'm out of here. He doesn't run <laughs> okay, back and he's help. He's not dead. He's not dead. Are we going to see any flesh? No, it's a comic no, book it's store. It's a comic book store. Spider-Man was on it. Oh, there's KO Jelly on a knife. Better go to the arcade. What Let's is see. this mayonnaise doing on my knife? Well, it's Canadian. Uh, we didn't have... Yeah, we were having French fries, so what else would I bring out? Is that an arcade in there? Those were so cool back in the 80s. Yeah, Square, I used that to... didn't go move forward. I mean, we had our home game systems, and there was right. no reason to make a... You didn't need were... to go to the arcade. But like, at Times Square, it was based on the arcades from the 50s, and, like, so they would still have the old-school, like, pinball and old-school, like, weird pseudo-gambling machines. Okay, now... He realizes he killed somebody. 
Now, she's a good actress the way she pretends to be tired. I hate in movies when they're like, hello, like when a dog <laughs> is immediately ready to go. Oh, I hate it when the, the phone rings and they hear them audibly sigh, and then they they turn the clock to a certain angle so they see it's 4 a.m. Right. Yeah. Let's uh, listen. It's on my mind. Mm. Nice. What happened? And it's on my hands. I think I killed somebody. I know I killed somebody. Mommy, just tell me where you are. Uh, 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 40th and, and, and 8th. Which isn't the heart of Times Square. 40th and 8th? Right. It's the other side of Port Authority. Right. But he ran. He ran away. The fashion district. But he ran. Listen, when you stab someone in Times Square, you're not going to call from the, <laughs> the phone booths right out there. Right, Everyone right. knows you're that. Run. You're yeah, right. run. You got to find an available working phone booth, and uh, you know maybe about fortieth and eighth. There were all, all. They were always available and working back in the oh, day. Oh, but there was always oh. lies, and people would fucking go nuts if you would make a second call. And I made a mistake <laughs> as a young, impressionable young man. I call. I hung up and I redialed and I called a different number and the guy behind me goes, Hey, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. I'm waiting my turn here. Can I have a turn already? Can I have a turn? Well, all right. Now our, our uh, JJ, I think this is the reason why we started off with JJ's house. Okay. She said, meet us at JJ's brownstone or whatever. That's probably why the film started there. Cause we, be yeah, look there. at that. The 42nd street. There was also a, movie, a show called that. Was that Rockwell? Forty Second Street. What? That was a Broadway play. This is open twenty four hours, but I don't know what it is. Ah, the old Eighth Avenue subway. Oh, they look. They're waiting in line for the phone. But he's in a trance. He doesn't realize what's going around. Right. He's no, overwhelmed. He, he sees the Gorn again, but no, he doesn't. He thinks he sees no. the guys. He, yeah. So well, I think he realizes he, he stabbed somebody. So that derails him from his trip. He goes down the subway, but somehow right. he gets to the lower level of the subway. But don't you think it makes sense if you've been yeah. hanging out in caverns and in, in yeah. school? Right. You're going into a dungeon. Right. I don't think I ever got my way through there. And I think it was creative the way they handled his conversation with the bum, if, if I'm allowed to call him that. He's a TV bum, we're going to say? The homeless yeah. person. Too bad yeah. they didn't get flowers, buck flowers. To... To Can do, it oh, buck, buck. be that you just open a door and you're in the Maybe abandoned? it's possible. But why would you open the door in the first place? So, I mean, he did something that wasn't expected. And we didn't see him pay the turnstile, that's for sure. Right. We saw him hop over it while Billy Joel music played. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to pay. That was a Billy Joel record. Yeah. The, well, that, they, you know, the syndication, they weren't able to play the song because they had to pay uh, royalties every time they did. So, they didn't want to uh, do it. Yeah. It's too expensive. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So you'll notice that the Twin Towers is in this movie. And in the last act, it's going to be the main point. As Carl mentioned, we're going to go on the roof of the Twin Towers. Yeah. And... Now, the thing is, I went to the observation deck, and here it sort of looks like that was a place that you weren't allowed to go. I agree with you. And also, you'll notice they'll say the escalators, roof closed. 
and that they have the escalators are closed yet somehow they get to the roof well they they just there became steps but if the roof's closed they wouldn't be able to get to the steps to the roof no that's what the alarm was going off remember they ran through where tom hanks went oh my god seriously honest to god there must have been so much security like they're not going to have somebody get to the roof on their own you're well, right about that it's just so, a film you're right well hang on I, a second. So, so the twin towers what built in the 70s and then you had the guy who uh did the cross uh cross rope crosswalk. yeah that's right the french uh trapeze uh french um yeah he was a performance artist and he walked across on a yeah oh my god so scary so scary and then uh, I'm sure that security. So anyway, he this is the different premise he's in. He's underneath the subway, and he hears the train above, and he thinks, of course, it's the dragon. Right. And, and I think it's creative the way he, you know, they handled the talking to the homeless person. Because it, it, this guy comes off a little. He says, "What's your name?" The guy says, "I'm," you know. Yeah. And he goes, I'm the king of France. I'm the king he goes, of France. Your Majesty. He bows down in Tom Hanks way. And he so he he shows respect to the guy. And then when the guy's talking to him, the guy realizes that Tom Hanks is like calling the subway a dragon. Yeah. And you can see in his face that he, I'm gonna afford him the same respect this guy's giving me. I don't know. I mean, it it is a good moment in this movie. Whoa! You don't have to fear me. I am you. I am a holy man. Right? I'm the king of France. <laughs> oh, your majesty. your majesty. Finally, the film is giving me what I'm looking for. Right. I have been on a very long quest. I, I'm going to pause it there, but... Why? We can't, we're not getting sued, Mike? I heard all year. How long have you been down here in the tunnel? I've been in about another place. You just don't seem to. Can you tell me of the giant dragon? On my travels here, I heard. All right, here's the part where the guy's dragon, like, dragon? Yes, the giant dragon, the, the one above. There he is. Oh, uh, yeah, about that. Don't go Does up there. Stand guard over the treasure? Oh, the treasure, right, you say? You are very wise. Are Perhaps very you wise. can help me. Perhaps you can help me. I am in search of the Great Hall. I remember this scene because it was finally like, okay, now we're watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, no, no. All right, so he's gonna get it's gonna get up to the Twin Towers. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like they play it earnestly. These ridiculous lines they do for the for the role playing. They they deliver deliver, and he, he is Tom Hanks, you know, yeah. and. He has this like gravitas and uh, lightness cadence to his, his voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. his cadence is direct, but it really does have like this gravitas. I don't know. It wow, how lucky a parking space right in front of the thing <laughs> you're going to. We'll take it. Very Pull over easy. there. And leave the windows down and unlock the car. No, no, this is a this is his uh I guess his private townhouse or whatever. It is. Yeah, no, so well, this... it's his apartment building, but yeah, it's a richy rich place. So maybe they have that spot available for the valet. Mm-mm. Mm. 
You is there a ballet? Because there's no parking lot to take it to. Yeah, the hotel. Oh, a ghost. Ghost. <laughs> ghost. Carl, take it easy. There's just it's just white sheets over the. Oh, I see Casper. It's they're sitting, wait, are they sitting Shiva? You, you know, know we, recently for the first time ever, I sat Shiva, and it really wasn't so bad. It was, I yeah, mean, it was oh, warm. Yeah, you yeah. a little couple shivers, but yeah, it wasn't right. too cold. Yeah, the weather was fine. Turns it into like not Casablanca. Casablanca, but the set of Casablanca. This is where Mr. Bogart would sit. Right, it's the movie set. Yeah. Which reminds okay, me of Carl, our, Carl um, look, there's a time-traveling MAGA guy. You see the guy in the red hat in the background? Yeah, he's a MAGA. He's, he's staring his... right into this guy. He doesn't move. Make he knows America they're shooting. Great. Look, he's he went to the future to stare down Tom Hanks. You brought COVID into the world. I'm going to get you, Tom Hanks. I tried to travel to the set of Monsters. He doesn't move. He's a, one of the weirdest, like, it's real life New York, right? Yes. This guy sees her shooting this thing. He stops cold in his tracks and he looks right in his little beady eyes, right into the camera, right into me watching it. And Creepy. says, I am from the future and only you know it watching yeah. 2022. I don't really like how he's walking around like, what, what? I think you should I just know. see the towers and then be focused on getting to them. We saw him walking around like that at night in Times Square. Okay, that's cool. And then during the day right. in downtown, okay, yeah, well, whatever. Now he yeah. knows, right? Uh, it's 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 not a scary place. He has his direction. He knows where he's heading, so he shouldn't. Okay, so now they're going to figure it out. The two towers is that Tolkien book. That's how they're going to. He doesn't oh, right. mean the book. He means the the twin towers. And Hall, he means his missing brother. Missing brother. Yeah, he told me that, like in the before the first before the first commercial break, that his brother <laughs> ran away. Why did you tell me? You know what? I don't know. I was getting ready for Carson. I I wasn't thinking. Oh no, and this they, is CBS. They, they do do a little snapping at each other in this scene, and and we almost had the opportunity to have some emotion. Well, because are they dating now? Who's I mean, are they seeing each other, Daniel and Katie? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, Batman logo. Oh yeah. So, yeah. It's for some Canadian punk band. <laughs> like there's shots in New York and then there's shots where I'm sure it's not. Yeah, look how many cabs there were back then. No Ubers. Oh, follow that cab. Manhattan really does still have the appearance, just not as many cabs, but there's enough. Like instead enough, of eight, yeah. there's only seven, but there's okay. only five, you know, it's still prominent. Sure. And you do step onto the street, put your hands up. It's quicker than an Uber. Oh, there they the are. Towers. Uh, stare at them while you can, folks. Uh, the Twin Towers. Yes. Uh, now it's going to be wonder- 20 more years they're going to stand here. No, isn't one... Uh, Look at the parking spot! I love it. Just right leave it right the there. Right, park right in front of the tower. <laughs> <laughs> You're just jealous. They have NYP, yeah, perfect they have, spot. They have NYP plates. They're from New York Press. They can park now, anywhere. I went here with a co-worker from Pakistan, and he was making the joke, I not terrorist. It was 1999, and the terrorist uh, bombing had happened in the basement in the with basement. the cars. Yeah. yeah. So we thought it was funny. Who knew? 
Oh, by the way, when you get into this elevator, you do feel your stomach, you know, butterflies. You do feel like there is nothing. Roof closed. Yeah. You see that sign? Yep. That means the roof is closed. Right. That means there's only one tower you could go into, right? As a tourist, it's not open to the public. No, there's only one tower you can go to. Yeah. Right. The roof, the roof, the roof is closed. We don't give a damn. Let the motherfucker be closed. Because Corrigan's and Gylalex's and Gylalex. Gylalex. Was a, I, I remember catching, that was a rare Pokemon. Okay, we got to go. We got to go. Uh, that'll be $15 ahead. Yeah. All right. Uh, we like him, but he'll come yeah. down. <laughs> excuse, excuse me, pardon me. Pardon me. Excuse me, businessman from the 80s. See, like in this scene, like they should be like, rushing through pushing right. people over we've got to save him hey get out hey i'm mr wall street don't you can't do that to me right oh it's so sad i well he's not down here let's go back up it's a dumb right. thing in the film we'll go up then we'll go down and we'll go up there, yeah, he is. there he is and he can't hear us even though he's right there it's a good thing we came to no school trip day <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a lot easier it's a lot, lot less crowded All these escalators. A lot of people coming and going. Look, the line stops when they're done with the scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no one else going to the escalator. I'm taking oh, going up. Where's he going? Where do you think? He's going down or up. Thank God we found an escalator. Elevator. Oh, it's filled up. It must have every floor. Finally. Oh, not more people. They get on before they let the people out. That's that's New York City for you, right? Well, they're all going up, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, right. The 80th floor. Oh, can this building be any shorter? Finally. That's only open to the public in one tower. Oh, yeah, the line. Ticket. I hate my job. <laughs> <laughs> Roof Whoa, closed. No closed. one's gonna allow to go. Hey, there he is, dumbass. Dumbass. Now we'll hear the alarm. Okay. It's gotta be here somewhere. Right, there's the alarm. The door. There's no security. The door isn't locked. It breaks my heart. I remember the observatory floor. This is not an escalator. It's stairs. Oh, this is the businessman's escalator, which makes the working man walk up the flight of stairs. We don't spend our electricity on you workers. Yeah, look at this. Holy shit. Yeah. Now, you should be on the other side of this fence, perilously heading to the edge. There's a, I don't know if you noticed, there's a continuity gap. There's a, you can see a Frenchman on the other building. <laughs> About to throw a rope over. With a big, uh, what do you call that, pole? The pole. But is this, how did they shoot this? Tom Hanks was not climbing over the Let's listen, because he Game. breaks down. Oh, this is the best scene. Game. Game. Look at this. 
He's an actor. I don't know. Is that good acting or stupid acting? No, it's great acting. He, he changed. He, uh, you actually believe he uh, went through that experience. Yeah. And it's grounded. His voice is grounded. Well, it's whiny. Right. Uh, group hug. This is going to be the one photo on the back of a DVD cover selling this movie. Look at the director. Pushing yeah, him. and commercial. Oh, wait. Now, this is suddenly a voiceover by... The, I don't uh, know how good it feels to be finally writing my novel. Writing your yeah, novel, Katie. <laughs> how loud are they talking that they could hear it outside the car? Yeah. <laughs> and I was so, scared, but I'm not scared. Did anymore. you know Katie was a novelist? Maybe Nora Roberts, uh, Jaffe in, in uh, Proxy. Did you realize that she was trying to write a novel? So she's going to write the book, Mazes and Monsters. And she's going to narrate the end of this documentary, even uh, documentary, this documentary, even though she <laughs> wasn't a narrator up front. Right. We haven't had that the whole thing. Now right. we're doing an epilogue. It all began when my friend JJ went to his fancy home. It's going to be okay. Maybe be back next semester. Right. So, okay. So he's, he's taken off the bench. He's done. They, yeah. They, yeah. And he's back home and home is this place right here. In I don't know, uh, Equestrian County. I guess it's New York State. I don't know. Could be Canada. There's Drinky Mom. She's so drunk she doesn't have a glass of wine in her hand in the scene. That's how drunk she is. <laughs> she doesn't need it. She's already soused. Right. Oh hi! I oh hi. Breath right. I recognize you for the phone. You smell great with don't light a match around her breath. That water pump? Stay away. Okay, he's great. He's by our private lake. I want you guys to know, because you weren't even thinking of it, that I don't blame you for dragging my son back into the game. That's the weird thing. Like in the beginning of the movie, the audience, we find out that he previously had a bad D and D game. And that's what he told his mom not to do it. Yeah. I don't think these characters even know. So right. at the end of the movie, for the audience's sake, he says, I don't blame you. You didn't know. They didn't know. The characters didn't know. We know. So for the story, it ties up nicely. But okay. there was no tension there. Like, you know, don't let him play that game. You know, then later on, I told you not to. I'm not mad. I don't know. I think yeah. it, it now, is what it is. And... I understand that it's a TV movie. I just think there were a few missed opportunities. And I think I've beaten this horse to, horse to death. These kids should realize something's wrong when they went by Rod Sterling setting up a shoot. <laughs> so it now is. their smiles drop. Stop playing around. It is you, Freelick. You have been restored to the living. Whoever did that is a great... He thinks he's Freelick, who you remember died because he didn't use his sonar or something. Right. Like yeah. Now, so he's, many yeah. people charge... For their licks, but no, no, this guy, free lick. Free lick. I think that's a good way to end this movie. All right, so they realize he's he's still in. Nothing's really changed except he has he's home. But they love him and they want to be with him, so they're yeah. going to spend the rest of the afternoon with him. 
and then we'll hear a voiceover from her finishing up her novel. Oh, yeah. Here's my bloody knife from the crime I got away with. Well, that's the coin. Like, every night he pays the innkeeper for the night's stay, and in the morning, the coin's back in his... Right. It's the eternal coin or something yeah. like that? Yeah. It's his mom saying... Free, essentially. Well, you know, we don't hear the mom saying, he thinks he's paying for this. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, and then nice lake, nice man-made pond. They're talking about the enchanted forest, and there's some there. Right. So whatever they they drove all this way, they're not going to leave them. Well, they play along, and they go on one last adventure. I think it was. Right. Well, on the voiceover. I'm only playing this so I can hear the voiceover. Yeah, Daniel. Look, now he's, he's like, changed. He parts I his hair. Maze master. Maze master. What is it? Maze controller. 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 You're not a master. You control. You don't master. You control. Right. It's not a dungeon. It's a, a maze. You enter. Bye. Bye. He doesn't Bye. say I. He's the maze controller. And listen, he's a great actor. This is the reason why he was so successful in soap opera. <laughs> you feel the emotion in that. And then I they all walk to the bottom of the lake. I haven't been beyond this ridge, but the paths to the forest. God, it's so loud. And so, here we go. We played the game again. And so, one last time. As I was saying, traps or dice or no monsters. Hard you saw the monsters. Hmm. He did not. Ah. We saw nothing but the death of hope and the loss of our friend. What? And so we played the game until the sun began to set. Bittersweet. And all the monsters were dead. Yeah. Or is it? Bittersweet. Oh, it's the end of season one of Mike Spiegelman's new streaming terror, the movie remake of. Oh, wait. The, wait so she gets a credit. And uh, one interesting thing is that Tom McScarrett, or whatever the guy's name is, who produced it. Yeah. His production company, and you'll see here, see Hagwood. Yeah, party title song. They're friends in this world that play D and D. Eminem, who built David Graham, who casted Tom Hanks. Whoop de doo. Yeah, whoop de doo. I he was a young. His show was just got kicked off the air after thirty eight episodes, and I thought, why don't I try? So, McDermott Company. It's owned by, and you'll see it in the credit, Procter and Gamble Productions. Wow. So talk about soap opera. Talk yeah. about something, some product to sell soap. This is it. See, look, a production of McDermott Productions in association with Procter & Gamble Productions. So flat out, it's out to sell shit, you know. Now, Procter & Gamble has a controversy with satanic symbol on its products. Right. That's true. Yeah. 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 So, of course, they're debating supporters. And a Girl. bittersweet ending. What do you think of this movie? I thought it was okay. I thought it was flat. I think it was interesting to see New York at that time. Interesting to see Tom Hanks in a sort of junior, you know, place in his career. Right. It was, uh, it was worth watching. It was okay. I, I I absolutely agree with you. I mean, 
I do remember that moment because I was a huge Bosom Buddies fan, and I've always been a fan of Tom Hanks. Uh, and afford him privacy, I think, is what the best thing. I don't really care, <laughs> but he uh, he was funny, and in this movie, he really kind of adds to it. And I have to give it up to Wendy Carlson, the who uh-huh. played Katie too. I think she really made this film happen, and the other two were great in it. And uh, but I, I remember it being a thing, so it was cool to see again. Yeah, but I don't. You know, it's a completist thing. If you want to see this Tom Hanks movie, you're not going to be disappointed, but you don't have right. To. Yeah. Uh, well, I had mentioned next week's movie. Oh, we have one chosen. Yes, we have one chosen, Carl. And I brought it up in the movie. It's Skullduggery from 1982. Wendy uh, Carlson also uh, appeared in another Dean trailer. Movie. Skullduggery 1982. I got to write trailer because I don't see one. Uh. uh... The 1970 Skullduggery no. theatrical trailer. 1983, 82. Okay. Let me put that. Oh, I did put that in. Oh, uh, yeah. There, well, no, I guess this is probably the full movie. It's an hour 30. It's a full movie. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's not supposed to be good, Carl. It's supposed to be really, really bad. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. No, I mean, like. The description in IMDb is Adam starts killing a bunch of people for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. That's the plot synopsis. Uh, it's not good. But, hey. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll see it's it. It's so bad. There's no trailer. Well, wait. I think I hear a trailer. I'm going to go ahead. Speaking with closing credit. Three, two, one. Carl Lorimar presents. Did you? Rattling of 20-sided dice. Wait, wait, wait. You're doing a trailer for the next film? Yes, Goldugger is also a Dungeons & Dragons film. It is. And it also stars Katie. And she works at a store with Adam. Okay. They play D&D after hours. And he starts killing people. Okay. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, the trailer. There are the skulls, but don't di- do you dare dig the skulls? No, it's skullduggery. Rated R. Rated R. I need the skulls, man. Carl Lorimar picture presents skullduggery. Did he say skullduggery? What's skullduggery? Quick, get a dictionary. It's yeah, right. Is it really the same company? No, Carl. it's not. Oh, okay. I just okay. wanted I just want to give a shout out before we wrap up. We're wrapping up. So come join us next week. Next Sunday we'll be watching Skull Duggery, uh, also starring Katie uh from Mazes and Monsters uh Great. from eighty two. We'll be watching her next film, which is also D D. Carl I'm on I, the case. All right, yeah. And uh we want you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to our podcast and also uh check out Mini Radio. Uh, will be some shows coming up uh, at 8 o'clock tonight. And then tomorrow there's a, a live comedy show. So it's all on our website. Carl, thanks so much. Audience, thank, thank you so you. much. We'll see you guys next week. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Eagleman. Let's watch a full length Movie on YouTube with Mike Eagleman. It's been all.
and German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <laughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael
Shot FM at Sunday to noon. Keep on listening.
got a feeling, a feeling deep inside, oh yeah.